0: Welcome to another edition of the USF Dons weekly podcast magazine show on anchor.fm slash ASN Bay Area. I'm Brian Professor B. Davis, your host. This week we take a look of our special guest. He's no man to no introduction. He pitched for the USF Dons from 1997 to 2001. And also he was also part of the Dons as a pitcher for actually from 1998 to 2001. Then... He became a Don's pitching coach. He was there on two different occasions from 2003 till 2009, then left to go spend one season of the Pacific Northwest with the Washington Huskies from 2010 season. Then returned back to the hilltop, replacing Matt Hobbs, who spent one season as Don's pitching coach of Greg Moore's successor, who left to take the pitching coach gig over at the university as Almar of Missouri. Greg Moore would go on the return in 2011 as the Dons would win their second West Coast Conference championship, their first outright that season. In his time with the USF Dons, he guided one of the top pitching staffs in the nation and also was a key to the Dons going to the NCAA regionals three different times and three different occasions. In 2006, the, the program's first ever trip to the NCAA baseball championship regionals and at large bid in 2011, was West, West Coast champions outright for the regular season, got the IMAG bid to the NCAA regionals, and in 2013, The Dons went to the West Coast Conference Tournament with a West Coast Conference Tournament runner-up, but still received an at-large bid to the NCAA Regionals. We'll talk about Greg Moore, talk about him, his memories on the Hilltop and his current state as head coach of the Cal State Northridge Matadors from the Big West Conference. And then also we'll have a special guest, the man behind the mic. You can hear him doing USF Dons games on the Hilltop. He also does the PA work for both men's and women's soccer. Mr. Mike Richards will join us on this show today. Hope you listen. I'm Brian Professor B. Davis. You're listening to USF Don's Weekly Magazine podcast on Anchor.fm. Parking Fly has provided more than 50 years of convenient, hassle-free airport parking. Visit PNF.com for discounts on airport parking outside of San Francisco and Oakland Bay Area. That's PNF.com for parking fly. Dons fans, skip the hassle getting from and from the Benaday Diamond and the Sobrano Center. Lyft is our official ride sharing partner and has your transportation covered. Download the Lyft app and get affordable ride in minutes. New users get $10 off in ride credit shares with the code GOUSFDONS. Use Lyft, Proud partner of the USF Dons.
1: I got to see you, uh, and when you walked in it made my day. I mean, we ha- I mean, I hadn't seen you since the the WCC tournament in thir- six years ago. It's been a long time. You look great. You're getting younger. <laughs> so
0: I mean, that was I mean that was a, no surprise. You ended up getting the coaching gig down there, and I mean, this was your memories here on the on here here up here on up here in the, your yeah. memories though. Yeah. We were just in our I mean, a lot of these guys was just was just just toddlers when
1: we bumped heads back in '99. I have so many good memories. You know, you walk down by that right field line, and you remember that's where home plate was, and you know where the the guys, your teammates, used to sit in that dugout that was underneath the press box. And you look up into the dorms, and you remember all the the friends you had up there and the memories, the times you had. It's it's really nice to be back. It brings back a flood of memories that you don't even. You don't even know you have until you see little things.
0: You were there when Tag, um, it was Tag, Pat Walsh, uh, Chad Sorries, uh Jason Heisey, Jason Howard, Rigo um, Lopez, your old battery mate. And, and, the, and I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And you were there and then... Becoming a pitching coach, and it was, uh, you know, seeing the program develop. I mean, it flies by.
1: Flies by, but the beauty of it all be is we're all still good friends. You, me, Jason Heisey, Pat Walsh, those are guys that are still in in our lives. They either come back here or you check in with them in other places. It's it's pretty special. USF is a special place.
0: What's your memories here when – when we went to the NCAA Regionals for the first time in 06, about that 06 team, what was special about that team?
1: Well, you, memories in general, whether it's 06 or '01, it doesn't or '11. 11. 11, it's it's 14. lessons that Coach G has always taught are great memories. You'll never forget those, either the look in his eye or the message he gave. But then there's memories all over this field. You know, there's there's guys that come down that step after a, a tough. Weekend they do a great job on a Sunday. I just I remember I remember Norfolk's walk-off home run to end his career. There's so many great memories and it's all based in the people the relationships. It's uh, like I said it's a unique alumni group because it has a unique head coach. Coach G is special.
0: And also you know the '11 team was special because you had Kyle Zimmer end up being um, the guy end up beat shutting down Garrett Cole in that UCLA in Los Angeles. Eight years ago, and then, uh, then the regional in Oregon, and then, uh, and then you know, great memories.
1: Great memories. I remember Kyle taking his big deep breaths behind the mound at UCLA when he turned in that outing and beat Garrett Cole. Those are great memories. And to follow those guys, to know Kyle's still battling, still doing his thing. Bradley Zimmer's still in pro ball. It's again, it's a unique community. USF is a unique place because. Of the people that have come through, and Coach G has kept that steady a steady line of, of good lessons for those generations.
0: And then also, you know, um, one footnote, if let's say if Matt Lujan hadn't got hurt, though, he would have probably, uh, Coach still say, claims that they would probably have won that regional down there in L.A. Yeah,
1: that was a big loss that year. It was tough to lose him. He, he hung in there in terms of just being the spiritual leader for us, but you lose your number one guy, and, and it's tough to... Bounce back from that. That brings
0: me back to the quote, and I remember this from the, for off record, for the record. You said it was after that St. Mary's de- series loss. You said we we're going to pitch our you-know-what's-off. I would never forget. And that rings through my ear to this day. And it, we see what happened at the end. At the at the end of the rainbow, we're in Gonzaga, the final weekend on Memorial Day weekend where they end up winning and Steve Yarrow made the snag. And um and I'll never forget that that, that those those words uh, those words you said and then end up winning the conference tournament on the last day, that was under the old, and then and then of course uh, didn't quite work out if uh, you know a if, if few things didn't didn't uh, go against you if uh, Lujan didn't get hurt. I mean, who knows we probably, go to the Super regions and then you're playing with house money from that point forward. But let's go to the present, though, um, the state of the of the of Northridge, Joe. Yeah.
1: Great group of guys. You'll see a young team out here this weekend, and they play really, really hard. I, I love being around them. I mean, you can hear them at it practice. It's an energetic practice. Every time we go, they're moving, yelling, sliding. Uh, they play the game the right way. And uh, you'll, you'll see some really good young players this week
0: one day you guys go to a regional, too. I know it's, you guys got a lot to do in that conference. You know, it's uh, I know this year Ken Fullerton's having a down year, but you still have uh, UC Santa Barbara and Irvine to deal with. It's a, it's a very tough conference, though.
1: Yeah, never an off day in that conference or this one, WCC. Uh,
0: I, mean, I mean, we're fighting for our lives to uh, get a miracle if we get back to uh, Bear Island Park, though. I mean, you know, the... They've got had success last year, and then you know they've only been to the, you know they've only. Been, I told Coach this is doing this tape with we his weekly show. They've only been to the postseason only once since you left, though. So you know, we're, but Matt Matt Heisman's doing good though.
1: He's a great young pitching coach. He's doing a really good job. The only thing is, his son Evans a lot cuter than him.
0: And, and, hey, what have, you, got, have you done with the pitchers? Go out do some overnight uh, campouts uh, just like uh, at the old Meyer Heating Facility?
1: We've done some long hikes. We did one to the, uh, this year. We went from campus all the way to the beach. It was pouring rain. And uh, I got a little heat for that one from the administration. But Ooh,
0: I think yeah, it worked. Careful, I, I, had to su- I suffered through uh, two cold uh, flus uh, during the holidays and, again, when the rain season really hit in January. So you got to be careful with
1: that. Though. You have to. We had a blast
0: any, uh, any uh, hot dog uh, grill- grilling or anything of that
1: though? Or oh, we'll get out there get back. once in a while in, in the summer we do our we do our Christmas party like like we did when we were here we're, we're still doing some sleepovers in the locker room around Thanksgiving so these guys have a lot of fun together
0: and how finally how about uh, Taryn and the, and the two boys I've never seen them in person though
1: I think uh, they're future convicts you know they're not very well behaved but they're uh, they're cute.
0: Well, that's what happens when you're uh, away at the office and, and, and Taryn have, uh, you know, have to take care of, the, of those two, uh, two little Hawks uh, while, while Dad's out there uh, recruiting and putting the best team out there
1: possible. Yeah, Taryn's doing great. She's a super mom. Moms have incredible strength when they have to do what, what they do to run a house.
0: She still keeps in contact with uh, with Caitlin as well.
1: Oh yeah, they're really good friends. They talk a lot either through work. They talk a lot socially. They're very, very good friends. Have been for a long time. Yeah. Well,
0: Greg, I gotta let you go. You know, these guys getting ready to have your dinner. But you know, yeah, yeah,
1: go go ahead. It's not only good to see you be, but all you do for this program, all you've done for a long, long time. You're a familiar face, but you're also an important face. And part of the alumni group, you're you're part of this program. Thanks,
0: so this is what I love what I'm doing. After I couldn't, uh, th- I hung it up after you know when I was 21 years old. I decided this is what I was what I was going to do.
1: Yeah, well, you're doing a great job. You're consistent. Right. You're you, you're the the man here in this area, and, and everybody respects how long you've done it. All
0: right, Greg, thank you. Thank you, B. That's Greg Moore, the the former pitching coach and current head coach of the Cal State Northridge Matadors. You're listening to USF Don's weekly podcast on anchor.fm slash ASN Bay Area. USF would like to thank the following partners for their support of Don's Athletics. Coca-Cola, the official soft drink, and Powerade, the official sports drink of USF Don's Athletics. Arguello Market, home of the famous Dutch Crutch Turkey Sandwich. Arguello Market's located at 782 Arguello Boulevard, between Arguello and Cabrillo streets in San Francisco. Visit the Arguello Market, proud partner of USF Dons Athletics. Well, here back on the, the USF Dons Weekly Magazine podcast, and Brian Professor E. Davis, our special guest uh, here on our show, is uh, the voice behind the scene. You can hear him if you're here at Binaday Diamond throughout the season. As he been now, this is his uh, ninth season doing Don's baseball. He's been doing it since 2011. That was the and his name is Mike Richardson. How are you doing, Mike? The man behind the
2: behind the scenes. Pete Hawk, how are you, man? Thanks for having me.
0: Well, uh, this uh, uh, so tell me, I mean, how long, so? How you got hooked up with the uh, broadcasting gig with the Don's PA uh, for baseball?
2: Well, I got started uh, doing uh, baseball PA when my sons were in high school, actually, and uh, we were living in Davis at the time. I was born and raised in the city, went to school here, graduated in 1974. I live in the Bay Area most of my life, but I'm in the fresh fruit and vegetable business, and for a while I was up in the Davis and Sacramento area. Uh, My kids went to Davis High School, my youngest boy played baseball. And during the baseball season, for whatever reason, I wasn't super busy at work. Uh, we didn't have, I was uh, in the pear business, uh, fresh Bartlett pears, and we didn't have a lot of fruit during the springtime. We didn't get it until summer. So I had, a, I had a lot of time to, you know, just go in the office for a few hours, and I had the afternoons to go watch my boy play ball. So You, know,
0: you remind me of uh, Channel 7 back in the 80s. Joe Cacciatore, that fruit guy, I think he did segments on every day uh, Not only for just Channel Seven, but for every ABC affiliate from Joey Caccioli at on KGO, ABC affiliates W or KABC, WABC New York, WPVI Philadelphia, WLS Chicago, WCVB Five ABC in Boston. So every ABC local ABC affiliate, he
2: did a segment on. He passed away unfortunately in the late eighties. His son. Is still in the fresh fruit and vegetable business. His son is like 75 years old, and uh, I do business with him, uh, with his son's uh, company today still. Uh, he's a
0: local guy, though,
2: too. Yeah, yeah, born and raised in the city.
0: Yeah, he it got an Italian immigrant, so he probably got a lot of business over in the uh, North Beach area as well back
2: in the days. I'm sure he did, yeah. Oh, I know Nino
0: and uh, Coach Giurtano and I think uh, Dante Benedetti would be very happy to... With, um, with Joe Cacciatore.
2: Caccione. <laughs> Joe Caccione? Yeah, Caccione, Joe yeah. i sure they would be. I'm sure. I
0: think George Devine probably remembers him, too, because he, he works at Channel 7 uh, doing news stuff over there, the voice of uh,
2: women's basketball for USF. Yeah, I know, George. We see each other during soccer season. He does a lot of the women's soccer games as well, and I, I also do men's and women's soccer here on the Hilltop. Hey,
0: what's the difference between baseball and uh, and and women's uh, soccer doing PA. I've never been to a soccer game.
2: Well, baseball is my favorite sport. As a PA announcer, you got to keep a book. You got to stay active. You got to look at every sub, and and there's just a lot more, a lot more to do. You're much more involved in the in the you know play-by-play action as a public address announcer than you are in soccer. Soccer basically, you do the pregame stuff. And then during the game, all you do is announce uh, substitutions and fouls and goals when they have them, and you're just you're just not as busy.
0: And, uh, how long do soccer games? Can I think about maybe like to do some soccer in the fall.
2: Soccer games run; they're 45 minutes per half, so 90 minutes. They run about two and a half hours total. So it's just one half, two half, right? 45, 45. Right. Okay. And sometimes there's extra time, and then there's there's clock stoppages for various reasons, but. Uh, Generally speaking, the games run right around two hours, and then a, a halftime and some other time, so around two and a half hours. And soccer season begins in the fall. Yeah, USF starts up here generally third week of August, I think, and then we go all the way until about the middle of November.
0: Wow, I mean, right through the mix of the the, the heat of the NFL season. During the NFL season where you're at the halfway point once the soccer season concludes.
2: Well, if you've been in the press box at Negoesco Stadium during during August, it can get pretty hot in there. And then by the time the season rolls around, it starts to cool off. And then, uh, you know, by almost Thanksgiving time, you got a jacket on because it's fairly cool. Well, you know, I would like to go
0: check out. Do, I mean, I've been doing uh, Don's baseball for about. This is my 21st season since '99. I technically didn't begin uh, doing full-time reporting till 2000, so I was in a transitional. I was in this um, construction uh, uh, painters uh, program, which I would. It was just not my fit. Not gonna be spending the rest of my life doing laboring. So, I, if I'm gonna do something, this is what I was gonna. I was gonna do for um, really since I got out of high school and. That's what I was going to get back to my bread and butter.
2: Well, I always wanted to be an announcer. The, you know, I was seven years old when the Giants moved from San Francisco from New York to San Francisco, and the first public address announcer they had was this man named Jeff Carter. He was he was a band leader or something, but he just had this marvelous voice, and he was he had such a great voice that during the week he sang the national anthem on the PA. Because they didn't have, I mean, this was 1958 through, he was there until about 1972, 73, something like that. I don't keep track of all the history Uh, of. There's been several since him. I mean, they've, uh, you know, Rennell has been down at. Sherry Davis, I mean, Jeff Bonds was one I
0: remember because he always, when he did Will Clark's. intro uh, coming to the plate. It's too bad they didn't have no um, intro music during the 80s, uh, early 90s. But I remember when he did, we'll introduce like the Giants lineup. This would be like the 89. Here's your starting lineup for your 1989 National League champion, San Francisco Giants. And then like, it goes like, batting first at center field, number two, Brent Butler. And then like, like for Robbie Thompson, Batted second, second baseman, Robbie Thompson. And then when the, when Will Clark comes to the plate, it's like batting third. Number 22, first baseman, Will Clark. And then um, and then with Kevin Mitchell, who was my dad's famous story 30 years ago, my dad fixed his car on the freeway after a Giants game on the Bayshore freeway after one night fixed Kevin Mitchell's car that night. And you well, I, I and then um, Kevin Mitchell's was like left fielder number seven, Kevin Mitchell. And the places go, oh, especially was good in the that time when the Giants won a pay race, That's when the crowd just ended to it. But you had them. You had Sherry Davis the first year in '93 with Bonds, and then Rennell has been there ever since since the the ballpark opened in 2000. But, but uh,
2: yeah, no, absolutely, I. Uh, because I'm older than you, I remember the guy that did it for the first 20 years or so, and he was awesome. And then, but I I went to I went to a lot of Giants games as a kid, and then when when I went to USF here, I went to a lot of games. Well, here, right? Yeah,
0: they weren't winning all the time, but you still came out there and support well, the well,
2: team. The storms are right up here, and the field was still here, so I mean, I saw a fair amount of the games.
0: If they wanted to, if if they had Vince Scully or Joe Garciulo wanted to broadcast a college baseball game up in a dormitory. Uh, they would have to. I mean, I think they would have to um, give some give the students some kind of compensation uh, for that because I think
2: they would have been really cool to broadcast a game in your own dormitory on a baseball field. Well, I watched a few games from room three fourteen in Gilson Hall, which looked right out on the field, but um, I don't know. I was busy. I didn't. I wasn't always there to see the game. So well,
0: don't tell that to the people in Toronto or the Rogers Center, known as the Sky Dome in Toronto.
2: Yeah, I know. I've I've been there, and I actually had a hotel room watching the Giants play. Uh, oh, had to have been 10, 12 years ago now. But I, I know it, it must have cost you uh, an arm and a leg. Well, my business paid for it, so that was uh, that was better for me. Yeah.
0: I mean, hey, you can you can uh, you you can, you can, you can have a party up there. You can um, some things I can't. Uh, um, I can't. We can't repeat on the air. Go figure. But you can have a blast up at the up at the Sky Dome.
2: Well, in the interest of full disclosure, I, I was visiting produce customers, so I was actually there for business. But it, uh, it worked out well. I can't I complain.
0: A great jobs have gone business trips and, um, you know, have, um, you know, for other variety of things. But that, that had to be, um, was it for your fruit business?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I was a fresh fruit and vegetable. I still am a fresh fruit and vegetable broker. And in those days, I did the sales and marketing for a large Bartlett pear grower out of Ukiah. And, uh, so I used to spend a fair amount of time on the road before the season started going out and selling the deal and setting things up for the chain stores and that kind of thing.
0: Well, yeah. And it also, um, yeah, that, that's a good gig though. Cause I mean, we're, I mean, making a little extra doing for, for the fruit business.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Growers got to get paid.
0: And we getting close. We got about, uh, well, we we got about, Close to about 30 seconds. Uh, I've got to wrap it up. What are your thoughts about the Dons um, as we head towards that stretch drive now? Well,
2: it's been a pretty interesting season. Um, You know, that weekend at Gonzaga kind of uh, uh, hurt the the cause a little bit. But uh, you win today, you go to BYU, and hopefully you take two out of three, and you should make the playoffs. We hope
1: so.
0: So I think that's going to be the, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, in, in, since they've came into this conference in 2012 or 2013, they have never won, won a series down there. So something's going to have to give sooner or later.
2: Absolutely, they may need a help. They may need some help from some guys too. We'll just have to uh, we'll see how everybody plays out their conference schedule uh, here the last couple weeks.
0: All right, Mike, thanks for being on.
2: Uh, you're welcome. To come by anytime. All right, B Doc, thanks for having me.
0: All right, that's Mike Richards, the our PA announcer for USF Don's Baseball. And uh, I'm Brad Professor B. Davis. This is you're listening to the USF Don's Weekly Magazine Show on anchor.fm slash ASN Bay Area. That will do it for this week's show on the USF Don's Weekly Magazine Podcast. I'd like to thank our special guests on the show this week, former USF Don's Pitching Coach, Recording Coordinator, Associate Head Coach as Greg Moore, current head coach with the Cal State Northridge Matadors, resided in the Big West Conference, and Dons public address announcer for not only just for baseball but for men's and women's soccer, Mr. Mike Richards. The USF Dunn's will begin this three-game weekend series, of regular series season finale, as they're concluded in non-conference games versus the Cal State Matadors of Northridge from the Big West Conference Games 1, and two will be at 3 p.m., a special 3 p.m., by the way, on Saturday because of the graduation ceremonies. Then Sunday afternoon, it will be their final home regular season finale on the Hilltop that will be against the Madors of Cal State Northridge. First pitch is at 1 p.m. There will be a special pregame ceremony on Sunday before the game. It will be Senior Day honoring all the seniors who have graduated for the class of 2019 and also will be fan appreciation day up at the bell park on the hilltop. And make one note, because of the of the big traffic of, of the beta breakers, annual beta breakers run, the entire San Francisco downtown area, all the way up through the Panhandle near campus, all the way via Golden Gate Park, all the way out to Ocean Beach, traffic will be will be affected significantly. So please make yourself some extra time to avoid that area throughout that part of downtown, all the way up through the Panhandle District, all the way via the Golden Gate Park, all the way out to Ocean Beach at the ending end of the line will be affected. Please, please take alternative routes, and if you have to, please, Public Transportation Muni will be, be advised for for also that will be the final game all three of the games will be on the W.T.V.S. Pat Olsen will give you the play-by-play in action and a reminder of the the USF Dons they would have to hope that the LMU Lions lose get swept by the Gonzaga Bulldogs with that series is in up and down at Page Stadium in LA for the week for the series if the Dons have a chance to make the West Coast Conference Tournament and or that Pepperdine beat St. Mary's at least two out of three or a sweep as well. For the Dons, I have a shot to make it back to Bear Island Park. The West Coast Conference Tournament will begin Thursday, May 23rd through the 25th at Bear Island Park in Stockton. The survivor of that tournament, the winner of that WCC tournament, will get the automatic bid to the NCAA regionals. will enter into the tournament at Field of 64. The tournament at Field of 64 will begin that will be coming up on two weeks from Friday, May 31st, will beginning of the NCAA regionals at the beginning of the Road to Omaha begins. For the latest news on Don's Athletics, go to USFdons.com for more information. In the meantime, I'm Brian Professor B. Davis. Thank you for listening to another edition of USF Dons or USF Dons Weekly Podcast. We'll talk to you again next week. Don's Podcast Magazine Show is in association with ASN Bay Area. Check us out for this content and all the other podcasts you missed on anchor.fm slash ASN Bay Area. Take care, everybody.